0: everybody welcome to where the white coats come off today we are interviewing the amazing brie beck mm-hmm. she is infectious disease extraordinaire she's a pa with hospitals experience she's runner. a personal friend she's a runner she is freaking amazing you guys are so lucky to have her today we have her wine in front of us so clink yay thank you so much for being here brie beck and by the way we always call her brie beck not just brie <laughs>
1: Uh, it is just Bree, but, <laughs> and I uh, am embarrassed and <laughs> and flattered by the humble introduction.
0: <laughs> we love Bree. Yes, we love Bree. Okay, so what we want to do first is we want to get a little bit of background on your story for all of our listeners. Just tell us, like, your journey, who you are, you know, what you're about, you know, how'd you get to PA school, all that type of stuff.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sure like a lot of people out there, um, I kind of had an interesting winding road to becoming a PA, so I went to undergraduate. At Ohio State. Um, and started off not knowing what I wanted to do. I actually thought I was going to be a journalist, Um, so medicine's Ah. a little different. (laughs) Interesting, Um, (laughs) yes. um, But ended up falling into athletic training and did the sports medicine thing and got actually dual degrees in psychology and athletic training. Awesome. And although I love sports medicine and I love my athletes, I knew that wasn't going to be like a long-term sustainable lifestyle for me, so kind of came out of school and didn't really know what I was going to do and got hooked into um, clinical research doing an FDA drug trial as a clinical coordinator with an orthopedics group um, and worked with several PAs who were also um, athletic trainers at first. And because I was lucky enough to work for Ohio State, I got to take really fun classes like um, organic chemistry and biochemistry (laughs) uh, for free because I had to do those prereqs for PA school before I went back um, after working for about three years. And so then I went back to PA school and uh, here we are. So much to everybody's surprise, I didn't end up in orthopedics. I'm in hospital medicine um, because I have medicine ADD and most orthos specialize in a joint and I would get real bored.
0: So, <laughs> I love it. I love it because so many people these days are like coming out of like high school. And they're like, "Man, I want to be a PA. I want to be know. a PA." And uh, I think we were all kind of in the same boat. We're like, "We don't really know what we want to do." And back when we were applying, you know, like not everybody knew what a PA was. No, right? so, uh, still not
1: everybody. Knows yeah. what PA
0: was. <laughs> and so it's just super interesting, just to, like the different tracks of how like how PAs touched your life and yeah. how you ended up becoming a PA and wanting to go there. So that's really cool. So thanks for sharing that with us.
2: So, why
1: did you choose hospital medicine? Uh, So I actually, in my clinical year in PA school, um, had a friend who was a hospitalist and um, hooked me up with her supervising physician, so I did a rotation um, with who ended up being my first boss uh, and just really loved being in the hospital. I loved the pace of it and the acuity and the variety. Um and he kind of, so that was my second rotation in PA school so pretty on early on in my process and kept in contact with him throughout my the um, rest of my, um, clinical year, and probably about a week before I graduated, uh, he sent me a text message that said, "So, can I talk you into a job, or ha- is your heart set on orthopedics?" I um,
2: <laughs> <and they're> like, <laughs> "I'll take anything." Well, said,
1: no. So uh, I, I, yeah. So I set up a meeting with him, like going in in my suit, like with my resume, and you know, thinking this is this very you know formal meeting. And he's like, "So you're really dressed up for this?" Like. <laughs> and he's like
0: you're, doing, yeah, you're really dressed
1: up for this. This is really formal. And I'm like, it's a it's an interview, right? And it's like, so here's how much we're gonna offer you, here's what you're doing, and you want the job? And I'm like, can I can I think about it? <laughs> so, and so, and then I ended up working there for six years.
0: So. <laughs> that's amazing. Listen, I find that awesome. It's like you
1: haven't graduated yet.
2: You already got your job yeah.
0: offer. Like, none of this crazy interview with 16 people in the head of hospital.
2: They're like, hey, we want you. We want you. That is freaking you amazing. You clearly yeah. impressed some people. Yes. Yeah. And on your second rotation, too. I must have
1: done something right, I guess. <laughs> that's
2: that is fantastic. So what is, like, day-to-day life like for you in hospital medicine?
1: Oh, that's such a hard question because never they're never the same. Um So, you know, I do a little bit of everything in the hospital. I admit patients. I round on the floors. I do discharges. You know, I coordinate care with our consultants. So, um, you know, we see everything. I can have days where I see a bunch of different infectious issues. We see heart failure, COPD, pneumonia. I mean, everything and anything. Um, So it's all very different and it's busy, um, especially now, but Um, you know, come in and hit the ground running and um, just be ready to work.
0: So when you graduated, like, I mean, you're a new student, you've got all this new knowledge, but we haven't really applied it, right? yeah. This is the first time. So did you feel prepared? Like, what were some of your biggest fears when
1: you started? Or what did you, did you know more
0: than you thought you knew? You know, that's always what everyone tells us.
1: Um, I think I was, I would surprise myself. Like, I think my first, like, big moment, and it was probably my first week working. And it's, like, now looking back, it's so, it seems so small, but it was, like, a huge moment at the time. A patient had this persistent hypokalemia, so low potassium, and we kept throwing potassium met and it wasn't get better, getting better and then I remembered that if your magnesium is low your potassium won't come up and so having like putting that moment together was really kind of like this aha like oh I kind of do know things um, but I think like a lot of us when we first start out I had some serious imposter syndrome like sure. am I qualified can I do this oh my gosh I've bitten off so much um, I was really lucky to start out with a job with a group that was very supportive. They knew they were taking a new grad. They took new grads prior, so they appropriately sheltered me coming in, and you know made sure that I was had enough of a safety net around me. I think to um, to come up properly as a hospitalist because. Um, working in that level of medicine is a little intense coming right out of school, but sure, um, yeah. But you no, know, I had an excellent group of people surrounding me in support system, which was really fantastic. So I started out in emergency medicine, which is also a hit the ground running situation. I was <laughs>
2: terrified for like a good six months to one year, and I want all the oh, listeners, over <laughs> yeah, I want all the listeners out there to to recognize that most PAs when they graduate think you know everything, and at that point you really do know everything you're going to know as far as like book. Wise, mm-hmm. not not uh, experience wise, but I was terrified for literally like six months to one year, absolutely terrified. And I wake up at like three in the morning thinking about about a patient. I was like, oh my gosh, I should have just admitted that patient. I wonder how he's doing, and I just want everyone to know that like you're not alone out there. Yeah. When it happens to all yeah. of us. Oh right? yeah.
0: And I still have patients where I'm well, like, oh my gosh, was my surgeon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah.
1: talked to him. <laughs> one of my first supervising physicians talked about the he, and he'd been in practice, he's still in practice and has been in practice for a lot of years and says if you still don't have a healthy fear and respect for medicine, you have to change careers because you're not doing it right anymore if you don't have that fear of like, you know, yeah, you you're have people's that. lives and yeah. responsibility, so yeah. um, to still have that kind of Awe and respect for medicine and what can go wrong is important perpetually throughout your career.
0: Yeah, because it's not just us physicians. They consult each other all the time. They do. They're like, well, hey, like when we do surgery, for example, and our total joint has a low, I don't know, blood pressure or something, we consult the hospitalists, Absolutely. right? So we don't deal with blood pressure. And so it's just like a physician is consulting another physician for his or her specialty. Mm-hmm. And so it, it happens all the time, you know, it happens all the time in PA school. That's really, really, it is a holistic kind of group medicine thing. You know, you consult your dietitians, you consult um, your phlebotomist to come and take this all that it really is team medicine and Mm -hmm. you just can't you just just can't have the arrogance to think that you're going to know everything you have to be humble enough to say hey i don't know this or i'm not sure i know this or i need some help or something like that so that's a super important point what are the things that you love and hate about your job
1: oh what i love about my job i love the variety um i love seeing different things i like the uh constant challenges of it like uh, there's always something new and different happening patients that present in different ways like even diseases that you've seen you know consistently and a patient comes in and something's a little off and not quite normal and kind of putting all the pieces together Um, i love the puzzle of it that's super fun for me Um, and then i like working with so many different people you know just within our group i work with other nurse there's nurse practitioners within my group and other pas and then my physician group as well but then working with our consultants and learning from them Um, So we have a huge just pool of people that I get to interact with, which is pretty fantastic. Things I don't like, um, I think anybody in medicine would probably say documentation. Like, oh my gosh, I would pay somebody to write my notes for me. (laughs) That's terrible. Uh, But very important, you know, lawsuits are real and would not be pleasant. So documentation is important. Billing, actually, I do my own billing now and coding, which is terrible. I don't know, they might be losing money on me because I'm probably probably, like, underbilling for myself, but... Maybe they should have somebody do it. And then insurance companies, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really. I mean, probably at least once a day, maybe not once a day, but at least a few times a week, I'm having to do what we call peer-to-peers where I'm calling and saying, yes, this patient actually does need it to be in the hospital or they do need this service or they need to go to rehab. Why will you not pay for it? <laughs> like They're 80 years old and they can walk 20 feet. That's safe to go home. That's so, so frustrating. Yeah, so that's, I mean, and I think, well, I mean, pretty much throughout health, care are pretty frustrated with how much insurance dictates what we can and cannot do with our patients because you know some of these people have very minimal education and they're telling you how to practice medicine which is um
0: insulting (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's funny because that's what we hear the most like the parts that are hard about medicine is not the medicine part Uh -uh. right the medicine part is fun it's amazing it's interesting it's ever-changing well and it's hard, It's hard it's fun right but it's the, the paperwork, the tedious, all these boxes you have to check that people, that just burns people out, you know, all these extra steps you have to do to be able to take
1: care of Absolutely. Patients.
0: So if you had students who were applying to PA school or maybe they're in PA school and thinking about hospitalist mm-hmm. medicine, like what are some, what's some advice that you have for students who either want to be PAs or who want to be hospitalist PAs?
1: So definitely if you want to be a PA, getting as much as much shadowing experience or hands-on experience as you can just it's really good to go into this like eyes wide open knowing what's realistic of what your job might look like Um, I know that's uh, even going back to my days as an athletic trainer, you know they really tried to give us a realistic perspective of what work would look like. So it's important to know what you're getting into when you're choosing a career and making that kind of an investment in yourself. And then also, the more PAs you talk to, the more you can kind of hone in on what you're interested in. And then hospital, hospital medicine's your thing. Getting in with a hospitalist, whether you can do a rotation with one or whether you can shadow with one or really just having a conversation and Getting their perspective on it, you know, things that they might uh, hone in on to study or opportunities that they have. I know there's some hospitalist uh, residencies out there now, which, oh my gosh, would have been fantastic because you learn a lot of things that, like, they have like a six month residency, and I muddled through over much longer to pick those things up. So, you know, looking into those opportunities as well. So, heading into infectious disease, I know I think, you love that. I think it's the puzzle. I don't know because you know they can be so complicated, and I think it's I think it's just the puzzle of it all. Because especially, so as much as we get very frustrated with our IV drug using population, um, they're actually medically incredibly fascinating because they contract weird bugs and they seed infections to strange places and i think it's just fascinating how infections take hold and how different bacteria act and um, or viruses or fungi or take your assorted pathogen but i just think it's i think it's the puzzle of it though i just like trying to put all the pieces together and then while i was at my first job i actually ended up getting put on a committee for antimicrobial stewardship which was fascinating. Our infectious disease doctor and then our infectious disease pharmacist headed the committee. And sitting there and listening to the two of them talk was just like, I mean, it, it was just, I, I'm totally nerding out over it and just enjoyed it. Like when you're in just casual conversation and your ID talk, doctor's talking about like a an and why it's, you know, why that particular. Uh, medication will or won't cover for it and why we should carry it on formulary and i'm like i just it's like okay (laughs) and like reading their notes and stuff i remember i had a patient who um he came into the emergency room his chief complaint he blew a worm out of his nose and then oh, so I, I, I read. That. Oh yeah, and so That's I read crazy. the ID note, and he's talking about like why it's this particular type of worm because it's this size, and I think it's a male versus a female because it's this size and shape, and I only think it's part of the worm. And I'm like, where do you store all that information <laughs> yeah. in How do you tell male worm right? or female worm? Like, I don't, I don't even know. So it's I, Yeah, <laughs> so it's just it's fascinating to me because it's so complex and and can be very intricate, and uh, it's. it's just amazing.
0: (laughs) See, what I love about medicine is you come in, you have this big athletic training background, you're thinking orthopedics, and then, like, you get hooked on your second rotation, right? Yeah, total 180. Yeah, total (laughs) 180. And so many people have talked. I mean, I was one of those people. Surgery? There's no way I'm doing surgery. I'm not sitting on my feet all day long, like, you know what I mean? And then you turn around, and, like, it's just, that's what I love about medicine is you just never know, like, what is going to grab you and bite you, you know?
1: I mean, it also does help when they offer you a salary when you come out of school, too. I mean, that's true is appealing in all three Yeah, Whenever <laughs> you need graduate. Yeah. yeah, like,
2: oh.
0: student my... loads are coming
1: through Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to pay those back. Okay.
2: <laughs> What's even funnier is you're like, can I think about that? And you're in your head, you're probably like, yes, yes. yes. Be cool. Be cool,
1: Blaine. Yeah.
0: Be cool. Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> Wait two days, at least How
1: soon's too soon? <laughs> it's like a
0: texting thing. Like, right. is it bad if I text him back right,
1: right. away? Wait, well, it's like after you go on a date, like, yeah. do you text him back that night? Like, is that okay? <laughs> is that too early? <laughs> when you tell me what the job, there's so many parallels, <laughs> so many parallels,
0: man. This is this is it, this is it. All right, so uh, what's pre plan for the future?
1: What do you see for yourself? Oh, what do I see for myself? Well, as much as I love hospital medicine, um, it's probably not a forever career for me. Um, I'll always probably keep my toe in it. Um, you know, I have a 2 one hospital I'm PRN at and one I'm full-time at now, um, where I will always probably have some kind of a home, but ideally I really enjoy wellness, so looking more, um, more towards holistic patient care and looking for a patient population who wants to make more lifestyle changes and um, probably pursuing having my own practice to um, to meet that end. So
0: ah, Phenomenal. I love it. See, it doesn't stop at PA school, right? You still have goals and ambitions. If you're the type of person who gets into PA school and succeeds at PA school, you're the type of person who's just like, hey, I've still got more things in my life, so I love it. I yeah. love that you're thinking about, hey... What can I do in the future? Because that is that is the truly the PA way,
1: right? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, we're all kind of type A and driven people to get to yeah. this point anyway. So, you know, it's always one of those, like, what's next?
0: Exactly. And, you know, it's always like you think, like, oh, finally graduated from PA school. I'm done studying. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Like, there's a new medication that's coming out, there's new drugs that are coming out, there's new yeah. labs that are coming uh, out. Like, never, never stops. Also, so there's problems, a
1: recertification like, exam. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. And what is, I, it's some statistic, like, what, 30% of pharmacy changes every five years or something crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, like sure that's insane. Um, yeah. And so, that's, I think, uh, one reason too why it's like so appealing is because it's never just like, oh, I know it. Right. Yeah. You're always learning, there's always new stuff, there's always more things to learn, there's mm-hmm. different. um... Uh, avenues you can go into different specialties. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Looking
1: back, would you do anything differently? <sighs> you know, I wouldn't do it differently because uh, it's led me to this point.
0: Oh, I love it. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. A- A- the road not yeah, travel. The I mean Maybe <laughs> the road travel. Take the road take the road less traveled, road less traveled. <laughs> <laughs>
1: know if I hadn't taken the path I had I wouldn't have ended up where I'm at so you know I'm I'm grateful for that you know challenges and uh, speed bumps and diversions and all of that um you know it's led me to here so that's worth it so you know you just kind of have to embrace your own path and you know things you want to look back uh with some regret it's there's no point in that you just have to take it from what you learned from it and move forward
0: I love it I love it all right a little bit about you okay who is Bree back underneath the white coat? We know you're PA. We know you're driven. We know you've been an athletic trainer. So we know the like, kind of business side of you? What about <laughs> the, the professional side. Yeah, professional, professional so that, side. What comes off, who is Rebecca? Like, uh, what are her passions? What are her interests outside of medicine? Who, Who is Rebecca?
1: So many. Well, um, so as I kind of talked about earlier um, in my pre-PA journey, so interested, I was interested in journalism, actually. That's what I thought I was going to go into. Um, but that mostly stemmed from a love of travel. I would have been a mm-hmm. travel... So uh, if I wasn't a PA, I probably would have been a travel journalist and photographer. Um, love to travel as much as I can, um, so 2020 has, like, crushed my soul a little bit, it's uh, fine. So, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, brighter things on the horizon in 2021. In that, But, in addition to that, I'm a really avid runner. I do a ton of races. Actually, my dad and I love to run together, so, Aww, yeah. Awesome. He actually, so he ran when he was younger and then got out of it, and then I ran my first half marathon, and when I ran my second half marathon, he came to me with his cute little training schedule and he he says he brings it up to me he says i hope i won't embarrass you but i want to run run the next half marathon with you and he showed where he checked off his races I love it. Oh, I love yeah it. so we That's do so, so, sweet. so we do races together and, and not together but you know we run and keep you know, keep tabs on each other i love yoga uh i keep flirting with getting my own yoga teaching certification which i just need to bite the bullet and do i love it i cook i bake I do a little bit of everything. She's so. a fabulous
0: cook, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, see, all these things that, like, when the white cook comes off, we wouldn't know. Yeah that you're so many amazing things, not just an amazing PA, not just a driven person, not only in business, but also in your personal life, yeah. right, you're always going for new races, you're learning yeah. new things, um, that's that's just amazing, that's the type of people PAs are, right, yeah. like, they're so, you know, just because you're driven in your personal life, you're probably going to be driven in your business life as yeah. well, so.
1: Well, and you have awesome. to have balance with it, too, like, mm-hmm. you can't just be so one-sided, because you'll get so burnt out, so you have to have some yeah. other outlets.
0: Yeah, because medicine in general, like, higher rate of suicide, higher rate of Absolutely. burnout, there's a higher rate of, like, all these things in medicine, so you've got to be, able to, even while you're in school, you've uh-huh. got to be able to take some time for yourself. Maybe it's not as much time as you'd like, but you got to be able to have some sort of stress relief, some sort uh-huh. of outlet, right? Or you'll just go crazy. Uh-huh. So if you're listening to this, think about that. What is your outlet? What is your stress uh, relieving? Like, what do you do for yourself for self-care? Uh-huh. What is your number one piece of advice for students in PA school?
1: Oh, so I would say that, um, Beth actually just kind of hit on it, finding a way to take care of yourself. So... And I I am still guilty of this as a practicing PA, and particularly this year, um, being a hospitalist has been incredibly challenging. So, as a PA and as a PA student, you know, as a student, you spend so much of your time dedicated to your studies and getting through school and getting through the next quiz, test, presentation, paper, you know, what have you, assignment in finding breaks in that where you can make time for yourself and the things that bring you joy and peace and calm. Um, and that's something, you know, even practicing that's important to do when you're in practice, you spend so much time taking care of other people and working and helping your colleagues and you have to leave something left in the tank for yourself to, help take care of you. And it's constant struggle for me. I'm working on it every day. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, because if you get depleted, you don't have anything to give, right? Exactly.
1: So. Exactly. And it's the so same when you're a student. You know, if you don't have something left in the tank for yourself when you're studying, you're not going to be as successful in your studies then, ultimately.
0: I love it. So today we've talked all about Brie all her amazing story from, hey, I'm going to be a journalist to athletic training all the way to infectious disease and hospitalists, right? We've talked about some things, some tips for PA students, some tips for PAs, some professional stuff. We've heard all about her amazing personal life. Is there anything else? Is there any final words of wisdom or anything you'd like to just tell the listeners or <laughs> any, just anything else you think that they would want to know or need to know or anything?
1: gosh, I just, you know, you have to enjoy this and be passionate about it and be passionate about medicine. And, you know, if you're not constantly learning and working to be better and not just in medicine, kind of in your own life, like you're doing it wrong and you're missing out.
0: Yeah. Cause you can't really separate the person
1: from the profession,
0: right? Because mm-hmm. you are you are a PA, but mm-hmm. you're also pre-back you're also yeah. a runner, you're also a baker, you're also a daughter. And so yeah, I think that's super important for for everybody to understand. This has been amazing. Yes. Rebecca, thank you. Yes. Thank Love you guys. You. Yes. Thank
1: you guys, you're awesome. We've gone
0: deep and if you guys have any questions for Rebecca, please let us know. Yeah. Reach out. Reach out to us at prepaclinic.com or on Instagram at, at prepaclinic. And we also have a Facebook page as well. Um, hopefully, we'll have Rebecca back, back on the show. Hey, Please, anytime. we have to. Yes, yes. Anytime. And we cannot wait to see what your future holds for you. Hey, okay, same. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Click.